Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. It's 99.9 KISW Metal Shop. We're actually here at the Fun House during happy hour. It is Friday afternoon. We got the whole bar to ourselves hanging out with Hanka Blacksmith, bassist, backing vocalist for Children of Bodom. They are playing an awesome show tonight with Swallow the Sun and Wolfheart. And uh, welcome to Seattle. Welcome back to Seattle, I should say. Well, thank you. Thanks. It's good to be back. What if, uh, do you have any fun memories of playing Seattle throughout the years? Have there ever uh, been anything or uh, well, quite memorable? Al- well, it's always been good times. We usually play here every, every time we come to North America. Yeah. So we played Showbox many times. Is it, is it torn down? No, they're, uh, they're currently doing a campaign, uh, hashtag save Showbox. Okay, good. Yeah, we played show, Showbox many times, and then we recently played here in Corazon, yeah. which I actually prefer it's always quite you know sweaty and oh it's packed good man. times <laughs> it's one of those venues where you can just feel that like the heat and the sweat just yeah. like going above the pit man yeah, it's, I, it's, I, you know it's it's very you know controversial place but it's I, I i prefer this place nice but yeah i mean it's always been good times i don't now remember any you know crazy funny stories but it's it's always good to be back in seattle it's a beautiful beautiful city and always good crowd here and what can i say Good times. Uh, well, as someone who I'm sure is like a huge music lover, what would you say is your favorite Seattle band of all time? Um, I would have to go with. Uh, I would have to go with Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Incredible. They were a big, uh, big influence on me, you know, when I was a kid, and I actually. Saw them live in Finland. Really? Back in, you know, maybe one year before he died, so. What, 93 then? It must have been 93 then. That's yeah. awesome. In a, in a festival in the, in the summer. It was Big open-air festival? Yep. Like wow. a main, mainstream festival, yeah. Do you remember who, who else was playing that? I remember that Pearl Jam was supposed to play, but yeah. then uh, they canceled, and I heard some rumors that, you know, it was, you know, some, you know, conflict with the guys. Okay. But I'm, I'm not sure what the truth is. Um, but I think Nirvana was probably the headliner, or, or was it ZZ Top? Nirvana's yeah. Easy Top, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> kind of, you know, do, totally different styles, but yeah. both awesome bands. So. And, I th- and I think Amorphis was also playing then. Amorphis? Yeah, could have been. Or wow. maybe I'm, I've been there so many times, I'm, yeah. I, might be, I might be confusing. But anyway, that's we, pretty we, awesome, we went though. to see Nirvana, and I'm glad, glad I did. Nice. Well, I'm going to pass the microphone over to here to Ryan the Beard. He's going to ask a few questions. We'll be passing it back and forth. So uh, you just released Hexed uh, Worldwide, so congratulations on the album release. Um, what are a couple of favorite tunes off the record? My favorite tunes, uh, actually, from since since we started writing the songs, this uh, Platitudes and Byron Words, that was actually the second song we wrote, and it's been my favorite ever since. And then, then recently I've started to like this road again. Were there... Any particular goals that you had in mind going into the writing process with this record? No, no, we never have any goals. We just, <clears throat> we just start making music, and well, pretty much the only goal is to be that everybody can be really satisfied with the, with the songs, and that's pretty much the only goal we have always always have. So you just let the direction yeah. be what it will be. It, 
yeah, definitely. We never, yeah, give any boundaries or we just, just you know, let it go. That's a very organic approach to. Yeah, that's yeah, that's we always did it, and that's we always tried to think back to the first album when we had you know we just made the music and we didn't think about anybody's opinions because nobody would care anyway because right. you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So we always try to go back there and you know try to yeah. Let's not, you know, think about, you know, what people think. Let's just do it like we always done. So thinking back to your formative years when you were just getting into heavy music, what was the first album that you ever purchased on your own with your own money? I was just asked this before and I think I, it, it, it narrows down to four cassettes or tapes. It was it was uh, Appetite for Destruction, Roxette's Joyride, Prince Diamonds and Pearls and Maybe Poison, Flesh and Blood. Nice. One of those four. I can't remember which one. All on cassette? Yeah. All on the same day? <laughs> Not on the same day. I just remember vaguely the... Right, right around that time. I had those, and I, I can remember which one was the first one. Nice, dude. And um, what... Uh, what it, can you like whittle it down to maybe a band or a moment that kind of inspired you to pick up an instrument and actually just like start going at it and, and writing metal music? Um... Probably Slayer or Sepultura. Slayer Seasons in the Abyss was the, was the one that came out when I was maybe 11 or something. Yeah. That really, you know, changed a lot. And Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power. And Rust in Peace. I'm not sure which one was the first one, but I think, as, as far as I remember, Rust in Peace was the first one that I got, you know, the the, the tablatures, the, note, the notes, and yeah. I started to, you know, practice, practice that. Nice. So it, it could be that. Cool. And, um, you know, I mean, there's so many influential and amazing bassists in the world of rock music and the world of just music. Uh, Maybe if you just uh, pick a couple of your favorite bassists of all time. People that inspire you, at least. Flea. Yes. Chili Peppers. Always been my, not always, but, you know, the past 20 years, (laughs) he's been my, you know, my my influence. You know, I'm not a, I used to be a big fan of Chili Peppers. Yeah. But I, I don't listen to it actively anymore. But, you know, Always when you hear he's playing, you know, it's... I mean, you can always know when when you hear it, too. Yeah, and he has such a good style, Mm -hmm. groove. He's not super, super technical. Of course, he's, you know, technical, you know, but he's not, you know, he's not overdoing it. And uh, I don't know. The character is also pretty cool. So, uh, you know, Flea's the main guy. You know, honestly, I wouldn't have guessed that, but it's really cool to hear. It's it's cool to hear, so... Um, you know, just throw this question out there. What's something that we would be surprised that's, like, in your record collection? Like, it's, you see children of Bodom on stage, you assume that they're crazy metalheads, but then go back to your house. What would we be surprised that you own in your record collection? Well, there's probably a lot. But, you know, one of the last things that I purchased was um, this Dolly Parton's Greatest Hits, Nice. For example. All right. <laughs> Cool. And I've been actually playing it quite a lot. It's it's very pleasant. Yeah, absolutely. You can't always be thrashing. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to host your own radio show, what are some of the bands or songs that you would have to play? Ooh, that's that's a tough one. I would probably, of course, you know, try to look for something new mm-hmm. to show people. Of course, I guess you know that's that's would would be my my idea um i would probably have to do a lot of more search like research than i'm you know currently doing so um i don't know for example swallow the sun the latest album i don't know if you guys checked it out but it's 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 pretty 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 damn good i would probably 
play the Firelights from that from that album at least. That would be maybe my first track to go to. <laughs> are there any other Are there any other uh, new up and coming bands that you think are really carrying the torch well that people need to know about? Um, we we've been playing a lot with this Finnish band called Lost Society. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, guys know thrashers. them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a couple of really really good ones too, and uh, I would probably play some of their. I think they're coming out with an EP soon, or maybe they did already, but I would probably play something from that. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so uh, we have a couple of listener questions. And so we always, like to, we always like to ask our listeners what, what they would like to find out from you. So we'll, we'll pitch a couple of those to you. So Cat Long wants to know, did you guys see WWE superstar Rowan wear your shirt on SmackDown this Tuesday? <laughs> We didn't see, you know, when it was aired, but we saw. He, I think he or somebody posted, posted that he was wearing the shirt because he, we actually met him, you know, a few 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 days earlier, and we hooked him up with the merch. Very cool. Yeah, in in when we played in Minneapolis, so he was a very nice fellow. Very and big fellow. Very big too, and uh, it was super cool to see that he actually wore our shirt. Yeah, and he's been wearing, I mean, I saw him wearing uh, a Solstifer shirt. I saw him wearing an Alestorm shirt. Okay. So he's representing yeah, metal yeah, yeah. here there on a big uh, big stage. Yeah, yeah. Very he cool. He seems to be a you know, genuine metal guy. Now let's get Children of Bodom to write a theme song and get that, uh, <laughs> that, that money on the uh, WWE. Maybe we could see you perform at WrestleMania. That'd be awesome. Right? Uh, Code Orange did it, so who did knows? Oh, they? Okay. Yeah, Code Orange did it at uh, NXT. Okay. Very cool, so... Um, Anna Laura Noor wants to know, how has it felt as a whole to hear your sound evolve over the years since you've been with the band, obviously, since the beginning? How does it feel? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... How has it, how has it felt? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For us, it's, you know, it's just something we do, and in a way, it comes always very naturally. Always when, when we start making music, it feels very exciting, and there's always you know, surprising stuff, which, mm-hmm. is, which I think which, which is the kind of like the pole the reason for doing this and then then when the album is out then then it then they become just one of your songs again yeah and then then i think this should be you know i think i should ask the question from her you know how that how, has she how did feel she feel about, about it? you know because she probably you know i have a feeling she feels, liked it because yeah, yeah. she was very complimentary of it you <laughs> okay know? Yeah, yeah. she wasn't one of those internet trolls that was, <laughs> yeah. you know um one more real quick uh edge underscore herrera on instagram asked uh chuck Schuldiner, it seems like was uh, into your guys' first uh, couple records when he was still alive. Were you guys ever influenced by the band Death? Yes, very much. My one of my first love loves in, in, in metal music was Death, and since since the Human album, and um, yeah, very very big influence. And I don't think Alexi was that big big fan, but I know that he he also you know appreciated a lot what Chuck Schuldiner was doing, the technicality, you know the craziness of the strong structures and but still everything making sense and so i would say at least personally very big influence for me and i'm pretty sure for the whole band <clears throat> and i knew yaska yaska the drummer was big big death 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 fan so uh do you have any final words for the pacific northwest audience no i think everything is said you know it's always super nice to be back here you know today's a sunny day here in seattle and you know <laughs> and you know like i said you know the El Corazon is always, you know, fun place to play. You get to see the crowd right in front of you, and it's always sweaty and people, you know, drinking beer and having fun. It's the pit is crazy, you know. I don't know. Just glad to be here back here. <clears throat> All right, and one last question: Son 
underscore of the wolf on Instagram. What's the worst thing you've ever had to deal with while on stage? Maybe diarrhea. Ooh. <laughs> it's like you gotta wear a diaper. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. First of all, you know, you, you've been puking and you know the, the night before. Yeah. And then you have no energy left, and then you have to go on stage and do the 80 minute set. Oh you my know? god. And then at the same time, you have to you know try to not to your pants like right? too much. <laughs> no, that's probably the worst thing. Luckily, it doesn't. It's only happened to me maybe once throughout the whole career, and it was in. It started in Barcelona, and then the next show we had in somewhere else in Spain, and that was probably the worst. Damn. All right. Well, Henka, blacksmith of Children of Bodom, thank you very much, and good luck tonight. We'll be, uh, we'll be rocking out. Thanks for having me. Thank you.